If you have your Bible, and I hope you do this morning, join me in Ephesians chapter 3. If you don't have a Bible, no worries. You can use your Glow Bible. We have those apps on our phones. We also have some Bibles in the back of the room. Uh, feel free if you need one of those to get, get you one of those. But we're going uh, to spend some time in Ephesians chapter 3 together. And we'll, we'll read some of those verses. And we'll actually do that in just a couple of minutes. So just hold, uh, hold your place when you get there. Again, I just want to say uh, we're so glad that Garrett is here. Um, again, just uh, going to love the summer uh, the opportunity to uh, to worship in a a different way uh, and it's it's so exciting for us Garrett thank you uh, so very much for uh, being willing to surrender to God's call give up your summer and come hang out with us in Pflugerville Texas we're uh, we're really excited about that I want to give you as as we start I want to give you an update of what uh, the last four days yeah, four days have looked like for us, besides the fact that it's been hot, and besides the fact that we got some unexpected rain yesterday morning. I think they brought it from Louisville, and we're really glad that they did, so you guys come back and bring some more. Um, but here's what a, a team of, of five folks from Lakeland Baptist Church in Louisville, Texas, including their pastor, uh, Donald Smith, and then Garrett and I joined them, so there were seven of us. Uh, we began Thursday afternoon and wrapped up yesterday afternoon by about 3.30 or 4 o'clock. But here, here's, what, here's what we were able to do. And I'm not sharing these numbers with you guys because I want to brag to you. And I'm not sharing these numbers with you guys because I want you to think, oh, wow, they did some really good stuff. I want you to hear what we can do, what we can do as a small army for Christ. Because seven people, we were a small army out there this, the last few days in a, in a city that isn't real receptive. And it, it was one thing as we went through the week that I had the opportunity uh, with my new friends to share some things about our city and, and for them to see. Um, and, and it's always, I always enjoy when, when people are able to kind of see and understand the dynamics of, of different areas. And it's different everywhere you go. Uh, all over the state of Texas, all over the country, to foreign countries. It's different everywhere you go. But as, as you know, and now as our friends have learned, the soil here is pretty hard. Um, it's, it's, it's hard work, but it is worth every ounce of our effort because God is working in everything that we do. And, and I know I've stressed this to you guys now for, for a few months since our, our launch, but for a couple of years as we were preparing through COVID, we were preparing for everything that God had ahead for us as a church. But here's, here's what this small army of seven did this week. We made contact with 650 homes. 650 homes. We made contact. If it said no soliciting, we went by. We honored, uh, we honored those homes. It was hard, right? It was hard, but we honored and went on by. But we, we contacted 650 homes. That doesn't mean that that many doors opened because they didn't. 
but they knew we were there because if they didn't answer, we left something for them. Part of that, which is, is, is just such a blessing to me, um, an apartment complex in town, let us in the gate, which is first. That is the first since I've been here. Um, I, I, and I told them it was all because of them. But I went in, introduced myself, and they were like, sure, go ahead. They did ask us not to knock on all the doors, but we left something with 336 apartments as well. Um, and that's, that's in that, th those total contacts. We had the opportunity uh, to invite, by our count, 123 persons, families to join us. And I know we're missing some numbers in that because I wasn't real good about writing down every time that we had a conversation to invite somebody to come. Uh, but we know there was 123 invites. And then here's, here's for me what was, was the blessing of all of the work that we did. Through all of the contacts that we made, we had 44 gospel conversations. And, and that goes beyond... Do you go to church somewhere? I'm talking about gospel conversations where the gospel was presented and, and deep conversations were, were had. And I can, I can only speak for the ones that I was part of, but I know that they were all very, very similar. We saw, we visibly saw the Holy Spirit working as we were talking to people. Um, just through reactions, emotions, um, and the Holy Spirit is working. You know, I, I can't stand up here this morning and tell you that we had 44 people receive Christ, but we had 44 people hear, directly hear the Word of God and know, whether they accept or not, to know that there is hope in our King and hope that comes through Jesus Christ. So you don't know any names but pray for those 650 homes, those 123 invites, but especially pray for those 44 people that heard the gospel, that the seeds that were planted, that they would be watered as someone else comes behind them. And in some of those cases, it's going to be us with follow-ups because some of those folks were willing to share contact information and express a desire to know more and so we have the opportunity to go back and to talk to them again but be praying for those 44 people to come to know that they can have hope and that they can have peace that comes through Jesus Christ and they don't have to keep holding on to all the other stuff that they're holding on to because that's what we heard and I've, I've shared those stories with you and I know that you have those st stories in your life as as you're talking to people they're holding on to so much junk and and can't see through and can't see by and can't see Christ in it all so Again, pray for those. So here's, here's what we're going to do as we head into Ephesians chapter 3 this morning. I just I thought um, after, after the work that we've done this last week and the opportunity that we have coming this next week, and I'm, I'll talk about sports camp uh, at the end of our time together this morning, 
But we have a group from Lakeland coming back. They'll be here Tuesday, and we're hosting sports camp out at Pfluger Park. And, and all of these folks that we contacted got an invite to sports camp as well. Um, so we're hoping that we'll have some kids out there, but we're hoping we'll also have some families out there that we get to have some conversations with as well. But we'll talk about sports camp a little bit later. But what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of take a, a, a day to go back. And we're going to go back to the first time that I met most of you back in 2019. And something I shared with you on that September Sunday morning. And that sounds like a song and it's not supposed to be. But some stuff that I shared with you on, on that morning about why why we left Lubbock, Texas to come to Pflugerville to do the work that called, God has called us to do and why we ask you to join us in the work and what the opportunity is that we have right here, even in a, in a city and in an area that may not be real, very receptive, but there are people that are looking and there are thousands of people that are hurting. And we have thousands of people around us that have no hope. And we have, we have a job to do. We have a calling on our lives to fill. Whether we like it or not, we have a calling to fill. So... I want to give you, a, and again, just some of, the, some of the background and some of the things I shared with you that morning, or yeah, that morning back in 2019, and I thought it was, we had a, a devotional um, Friday morning, I believe it was, that I got to be a part of, and Pastor Donald shared a scripture that I shared with you then uh, that's, that's so uh, it, it, it's so true, especially about the area here, and caused me, as we were preparing to come to Pflugerville, and I was learning about Pflugerville, and finding out all about the Austin area, which already knew some stuff, but something that really caused me some, some really deep trouble about what I saw and what I knew, but Matthew chapter 9 um, it, it tells us Jesus traveled through all of the towns and villages of the area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and they were helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to his disciples, and I bet you you've all heard this. The harvest is great. But the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into the field. And, and that, that passage was one that as I began to learn more about Pflugerville and, and the need here, that was one that just stirred me deeply because it is the field the field is full, and the field is ripe, and there are not enough workers in the fields. And we have the opportunity to be those hands and feet 
and do what God has called us to do, just like we've done the last few days. But it, it just it stirred in me this, this desire, this heartfelt desire. More, and I'll say it honestly, more than ever before, to get busy and get intentional with what I knew I was supposed to do. Because I was really comfortable where I was in Lubbock, Texas. Great church, great people. I had the opportunity every once in a while to talk to somebody. But Lubbock is one of those places that people are receptive and lots of people are in church. And it's just kind of easy and you get lazy. You really get lazy. Because it's just, yeah, I can go to the coffee shop and have a conversation and check that box today. Everything's great. But it's not the case here. And, and you know, that, that stirred in me because that was hard to, that was really hard to understand coming from northeast Texas and then west Texas that people didn't want to talk about Jesus Christ and they didn't want to talk about that hope. Um, but anyway, let me, I, I shared this with you and it, it, always, it always amazes me to go back and look at it again. And I've, I've adjusted some of this a little bit to, uh, for our, our friends that are here. To give you an idea of the field that we live in, Dallas, Texas is 386 square miles and 1.3 million people. Louisville, I had, to, I had to look this one up, 43 square miles and 107,000 people. Uh, Austin, 272 square miles and almost a million people. Pflugerville, Texas, 20 square miles, 90,000 people. Don't tell me that there's not an opportunity here. We've got 90,000 people crammed between a rock and a weird place. <laughs> and we have such an opportunity in front of us. And, and I'm honestly, I, I'm still in awe when I look at that and I think about it because conservative numbers tell us that 80% of the population of this area are unchurched or dechurched. 80%. That's being really conservative. Really conservative. Think about this. In Pflugerville, there are 20 churches. If you Google it, there are 20 active churches. And if, if we are really generous and say that there's 300 people engaged in each of those churches... And we know that they're not. But if there's 300 engaged in each of those churches, there's 6,000 out of 90,000 people that are engaged. Do that math. Do that math. It's staggering. It's, it's staggering how many people don't know what they're looking for. And what they're looking for in the world, they're not going to find. They're only going to find it in Jesus Christ. And we have the opportunity to be a part. You know, the Great Commission, go and make disciples. That, that's not, church, that's not a suggestion. That's an instruction. As you go. Make disciples. Disciples are students of Jesus Christ. 
We are to go. We are to share. And I know you've heard that all a thousand times, but we are to go to share. And again, it is not a suggestion. It's not when you feel okay. It's go and do. So this, this stirs up in me, just like the, the, overwhelming, the overwhelming truth about the area that we live in and the field that is full of harvest. But just, you know, just the, the idea that we know what we have. We know the gift that we have. We know the grace that we have. We know who we were when we had that encounter with Jesus Christ, whenever it was. And we know what he changed. How can we sit and not share? I, 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 don't, I don't know how we can. And I'm not, I am not standing up here telling you that, that I'm perfect at this. I miss opportunities every day to have a conversation with people that are, are wet, ready to talk to me about something. And in the name of time or in, in the name of laziness, I miss that opportunity. So I'm, I'm challenging me too. This, this isn't just me standing up here telling you this is what you ought to do. I'm saying church. This is what we're supposed to do. This is what we're called to do. And I need to get it in gear also. I, I can't. Because it, I don't have a right to tell you, you should be following the commandment when I'm not diligent about it every day. So our challenge is together. This is, this is what we're called to do. And let's, let's think about Paul, Ephesians chapter 3. Paul is writing this in prison. The religious leaders have put him in jail, and, and they, want him, they want him to be quiet. They're accusing him of treason, and they're doing everything that they can because in their minds, he's causing a rebellion. And it, it, it's just, you know... I can just hear because of the way that I read and as I study the word and things go through my mind, you know, I can just hear somebody telling him, dude, shut up. <laughs> you're, you're, you're stirring things up around here. That's not the way we do things around here. That's not who we are around here. So shut up. And then he wouldn't be quiet. So they put him in jail. Are you willing to go to jail? For the gospel, I've told Karen, uh, one of these days, I'm going to call her, and I hope that she will bail me out. <laughs> if she doesn't, I'll call one of y'all. But, you know, that's, that's again, that, that challenge for us, that's, that should be who we are. No fear. And, and no, no stopping. No be quiet. Living our lives. Proclaiming the gospel, sharing the truth. But Paul, he, he's in jail. And as, as we read through chapter 3, lots of, lots of things that we see. In, in my Bible, the heading of the chapter is God's marvelous plan. God's marvelous plan as Paul is declaring that for Jews and Gentiles alike, equal, 
in the eyes of God, equal in the grace of God, equal in the riches of God. And it, it is an awesome privilege. Paul proclaims the awesome privilege that he has as an unworthy person to proclaim the gospel. And, and you've heard me say this before. None of us, none of us are qualified and none of us are worthy, but we're given the privilege because of the grace of God. And that's what Paul is saying. He's given the awesome privilege of proclaiming the gospel to see the eternal plan of Jesus Christ accomplished. And, and that's his heart's desire, to see that plan carried out. In Ephesians 3.12, just before uh, the verses that we're going to read through, it says, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. We have such a privilege as followers of Christ. The grace that he's poured out on us and the opportunity that we have to live in his peace and his presence. But it's not something that we should just hang on to. That's a gift that we're called to share. So let's pick up in chapter 3, uh, verse 14. And like those verses I shared with you from Matthew chapter 9, these are verses that for me, the call that God put on my life to come to Pflugerville and the words of Paul as he's talking about that privilege and, and the riches of God, these are verses that for me were so vital and so important in my call. Verse 14, Paul says, When I think of all this, the glory of God, the riches of grace, the treasure that we have. I fall on my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray. And he's, he's praying for those that, that he shared with, those that he hasn't shared with yet, those that he wants to know, those riches of grace. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through the Spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down deep into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ Though it is too great to understand fully, then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work with us, within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever Amen. And here's, here's what I want us as, as we wrap up and, and, and we prepare to worship together again. Here's, here's what I want you to, to hang on to and to really hear these words in verse 20. If I'm looking at that right, and I don't think I am. No, it is verse 20. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power to work, at, mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And, and here is the truth, and here is the reality in that for us. We're in a tough place. 
we're in a place that pushes back. We're, we're in a place that will, people will tell you, I don't want to hear. I don't need to know. But God, through using us, not because of us, but through using us and, and using believers like us, he will accomplish more than we ever can imagine, we can ever think about, or, catch this, more than we ever give him credit for. We don't give him credit for what he can do. God can do so much, and he wants us to be a part of that. He's called us to be a part of that, and he even commands us and instructs us to be a part of that. I ask you to be in prayer for 650 homes and 44 people, but we've got up to 85,000 people that we need to be praying diligently for. And we've got a room full of people this morning and many people that aren't here with us this morning that are part of who we are. And we need to be praying for each other that we would remember what God has done and that we would step up to what God has called us to do and that we would engage people around us and it it starts where you are you don't have to you don't have to move across texas you don't have to get on an airplane and go to the other side of the world you work with people every day you have a mission field in front of you every day you go to the grocery store you have family do you have a list have you ever made a list of people that you don't know about their eternal salvation? I dare you. Make a list. Start with five names. You know, we had the, we had the challenge, uh, and it's, it's not gone away, but the challenge, who's your one? Start with one. Who's one person that you don't know their eternal destination and their eternal salvation? Start right there. One person. And be bold enough to ask them. And then be bold enough to follow up to their answer. And be bold enough to live out loud who you are in Christ. Don't change. Don't be somebody else. Be who Christ has called you to be. And be who Christ has made you through His grace. Go. pray together. Father, we thank you so much this morning, God. We thank you um, for that, that gift, that gift that we don't deserve, that gift of your son who came and lived a perfect life, died on the cross as the final sacrifice, gave up his blood for us, stood in our place, was raised to life and is in heaven today waiting for his father to say go and God thank you for your patience and the opportunity that you give us as you say in your word you give us to carry out your mission because your desire is for man to know you and God I pray that we are so diligent about what you've called us to do we don't rest and we don't take it easy 
bold. And we start right where you send us every day. Sharing our faith and sharing the grace and the gift that comes through Jesus Christ. So Father, in us, in us, renew us. Make it so in us. God, make it so in me. And God, we do, we pray for our city and we pray for our area, for a people that are running from you. And God, put us in their path. And then again, Father, give us that boldness to step right in and speak up. God, we love you. God, as we always say, we need you. And Father, we trust you. We trust you. We trust you. And we pray this in Jesus' name.